coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. They had everything from the way you shake the cocktail shaker. It has to be, you know, it has to be below your eyebrow, but above your chin and then, you know, below <laughs> your cool. armpit. And then you had to like, you know, stand this way and shake, 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 and then turn this way and shake, 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 faster, 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 then slow it down and then set it down. And for 30 minutes a day at Spago, all I did was shake ice with nothing wow. in it. And I felt like I was in samurai training at some point because yeah. I was like, yeah. I can't feel my hands anymore. Make it stop. And there I had all creative control. I could design t-shirts for them. I oh, could cool. make That's fun. the drink menus. I had a say in the food. I got to, I made desserts every once in a while just to serve. Mm -hmm. and It's kind of like working here. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I can just walk into the kitchen here and she'll be like, hey, what's up? What do you need? And I'm cool. like, oh. Oh, okay. Okay. You're not going to yell at me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have to make these drinks. And I had some ideas in my head. And then I would sip it. And I'd be like, okay. Now, and I'd have my mom and my sister over because those are my two like target audiences right there. Cool. Mm -hmm. And I would have them come over and it'd be like one o'clock. And I'm like, Do you, can you taste this drink? I'm uh, <laughs> not sure if it's good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to. But you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Max Blowers. Max is the GM and beverage director at Social Roost. After the interview, we do some grilling with meats from our favorite butcher shop. We, we have, have a great, great show, show, so stick around. around. Ramen is the ultimate comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, it'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get the best ramen in St. Pete at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? Dat's Restaurant in downtown St. Pete not only has some of the tastiest food, they are also unique and creative. They're the home of comfort food with flair, a foodie wonderland filled with bacon, cheese, and house-made breads. I love their shrimp and grits, which made our top 10 list. The trick is they use cream cheese and an Indian makani sauce. 
They also have a bunch of great burgers that use certified Angus beef. And two that they're famous for are the Cheesy Todd, where instead of a bun, you have two bacon jalapeno mac and cheese buns. And then the Double D, where you have two whole glazed donuts instead of a hamburger bun. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. I love the spaghetti in meatball, ginormous meatball stuffed with spaghetti inside the meatball, then served on top of more pasta. They also have tacos, fish and chips, meatloaf, pulled pork, grouper sandwich, salmon, a great steak salad, and tons more. They've got a huge location with lots of outdoor seating, and the inside is as spacious as it gets, great for social distancing. They're right in the heart of downtown St. Pete on the very first block of the famed Central Avenue, 180 Central Avenue. Their website is datstampa.com, and on Facebook you can find them at dats for foodies Check out Dats in downtown St. Pete. As a St. Pete Foodies listener, you should also check out the Zest podcast from WUSF Public Media. You know, the Tampa NPR folks. Every Thursday, host Dahlia Cologne shares everything from food history to the best restaurants you haven't tried. There's recipes you'll want to try and a different slice of our state's foodie scene. The key lime actually is native to Southeast Asia. The English sailors were called limeys when they found out that they put it in their barrels of water to get rid of that brackish well-watered taste, they uh, didn't get scurvy anymore, so they wanted them in all their ports in the tropics, so they took the seeds and planted them. So that's how we ended up with key limes down here. We invite you to listen to The Zest on your favorite podcast app or at thezestpodcast.com. Tell Tell them St. Pete Foodie sent you. Our guest today hails from the restaurant scene in New York City, and he is currently the general manager and beverage director at one of our favorite new eateries in downtown St. Pete. From Social Roost Kitchen and Bar, please welcome Max Blowers. Welcome, Max. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you here. It's Blowers, like showers and flowers. Oh. Gosh, right? every every school, every first day of school, it was blowers what? like flowers. <laughs> right, right. Because a teacher would say, Max, blowers, and you'd hear the chuckles in the room. Oh, yeah, guys, I this know. is getting old. We've all been in the same class now. Right. Yeah, right. Right. exactly. <laughs> I mean, you had to, to deal with that your whole life, I'm sure. Well, I, in my freshman year of high school, I ran for class president just so I could wear buttons that said Max Blowers rhymes with flowers. That was my <laughs> campaign slogan. <laughs> just so people would know my name. That's, That's awesome. awesome. What's my name, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say I really appreciate how enthusiastically you accepted my request for the interview. Oh, and, of course. And, and even when I did the follow-up, his response, Lori, on text was like, I can't wait. Explanation <laughs> point. That's, so, that's about how enthusiastic Rob and Jason were, too. Yeah, that's true. Must run in the family over there. Yeah, we, we're an excited bunch over there. Yeah. And speaking of those guys, so uh, Rob and Jason, whoever doesn't know, they are the owners of Social Roost, and they were on the podcast January 26th. That's episode number 126, to help you find that. And then we also had Chef Susan Burdian on. She was on May 25th, episode number 143. And we talked about you a little bit on both of those. I heard. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you're the first to be in studio here at the end of July. Yeah, I think Susan, Susan was close to the end or, or one of our last Zoom. Right. She, I think right. she was one of our last Zoom ones, yeah. Max, you came here from New York, but you are originally from St. Pete. Yes, born and raised here in St. Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I moved to New York just after high school. 
uh, it uh, kind of was like a weird last minute backup plan because uh, I was supposed to go to one school and it ended up not working out. And it was this kind of weird summer of what do I do? And <laughs> I had always wanted to go to New York. I'd, I, I had visited as a kid and it was just one of those things I knew. Like, I think at one point I told my mom, like, I'm going to live here one day. Like, like who doesn't want to go to New York, right? <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Like, and There are people that don't. There are a lot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Living After living there for so long and I've seen so many people come and go and visit, you know right away when you're in New York whether you want to be there or not, you know? Right, right, <laughs> and right. I just knew as a kid, like, I just want to live here. And it, you know, for being a temporary thing, it lasted 16 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I met my husband, I, you know, and I just ended up staying and I loved it. So was it always the plan to be in hospitality or did that happen just not, by mistake? You know, like every by mistake. young... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of it's one of those organic things, you yeah, know, yeah. common tale of young theater kid wanting to go to the big city, and I'm just gonna get a serving job while I go on auditions and all that. And it's very quickly you just fall into the business, and I, I actually I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed the business, and I really didn't enjoy the show business. <laughs> you know, oh, it wow. was, okay. it just, I had friends who were in. Uh, theater at the time. It was a girl here who actually made it to Broadway in one of my class contemporaries. And just watching how that business worked, it just was exhausting. And there's so much self-promotion and it's just, a re I saw so many people get chewed up by that industry. And I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm actually enjoying myself <laughs> where I am. Right. And right. It uh, it just blossomed from there. I got a, I got a little serving job right outside of Times Square at one of those Ooh, just nice. pre-theater, like, just turn and burn, get them out of here. Right. right. And then from there, it was just, you know, a little place in Queens, a little Italian restaurant. And then it was the David Burke group and then Wolfgang Puck and just uh, every aspect of this industry I've worked in at some point. Cool. Wow. Yeah. And, and restaurant business has a little bit of theater in it, too. <laughs> it is the show. It is yeah. a show. Yeah. You know. You, you put on a performance every day you're in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you put on the smile, you do the show, you make people happy, you make people laugh. You know, it's just a different kind of show. Mm -hmm. Did you ever, by chance, have the opportunity to serve any celebrities in New York City? Many, many. Um, any, any of note that I, would be a good story or, I, or a well, bad story? Well, I will say... Um, Actually, later in my career, um, in, in New York, you see people and it's almost like you don't want to talk to them. Right. I think right. even Cause, cause Susan was here. She said something similar. Yeah, because like, then you're not cool. Exactly. You make a point to like not talk to them. Right. But there's a couple times where you just like, oh, my God, you're, you are you, whoever yeah. you are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And we, um, when I was working uh, at the Wolfgang Puck Group, we, crazy restaurant, um, but we had a... Uh, this guy who would call like 10 minutes to closing time. And he's like, hey, can I bring somebody in? You know, would you mind staying open for another half hour? And we'd be like, oh, God, who is it going to be? What is this? What is this? But then every time he showed up, it was like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> it was Rihanna. And oh, like, wow. and I tell you, Rihanna was one of those that it, it's just, you know, I was taken aback. Like, you are this tall gorgeous creature right. walking in right. you know like you you enter the room before you do mm -hmm. and um i made her a little drink and i gave her grapes and she was like "Ooh, this is great that, <laughs> that was one of those moments where i was like i couldn't really i tried very hard but <laughs> right, right. right. trying to keep your cool yeah and, <laughs> but you see so many people all the time 
and uh, it's it's just part of the thing up there you know, when you're in any right. kind of fine dining. Mm-hmm. Right. So that the uh, Wolfgang Puck restaurant, what you have listed on your Facebook anyway, is mm-hmm. is cut, and that's the steakhouse in the Four Seasons, and they're still going, going strong today. They are still going. That was um, that was a job I took after um, years and years bartending for the David Burke Group, um, mm-hmm. who he's a you know, I would say quasi celebrity chef. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's done very well for himself and we, uh, he's more known in the Northeast. We saw him on uh, top, top chef, chef masters. masters. Yes, yes. Yes. He, um, he's done a few of those. Um, and he, that company I actually really enjoyed working for. I opened, uh, one of their restaurants called, um, uh, the David Burke kitchen. And it was kind of right at the height of that farm to table movement. Mm-hmm. So it was his kind of farm to table concept and the James hotel. And it was a place I, I learned. I stayed there for six years. I didn't intend to stay that long. I just learned. I worked with so many chefs. and But it was I was starting to kind of get stuck in a rut. And I was like, I need to do something next. I need a new job. I'm getting really comfortable. I'm getting really, you know, just jaded at this place. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was like, nah, I'll try to get into management. And I had done little bits before. And um, I interviewed for the cut position. And I got it. And instantly... It was this wild roller coaster of of an experience. They immediately sent me to LA for ten days. Nice to train at Spago, Wolfgang mm-hmm. Puck's oh, flagship wow. restaurant. Right, right. And I have never seen in my life such a machine of a restaurant and wow. how they handle hospitality. And it was jarring to watch because I was also I was I was going to be the bar manager, so I had to first learn their bar program, which they designed um, several years before, kind of based on a Singapore Japanese mixology style. They had everything from the way you shake the cocktail shaker; it has to be you know it has to be below your eyebrow but above your chin, and then you know below <laughs> your cool. armpit, and then you had to like you know stand this way and shake, 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 and then turn this way and shake, shake, shake faster, 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 and then slow it down, and then set it down. And for thirty minutes a day at Spago, all I did was shake ice with nothing wow. in it, and I felt like I was in samurai training at some point because yeah. I was like, yeah. I can't feel my hands anymore. Make it stop. And, and then after all that, then I would get on the floor and then I'd work with their um, their uh, general manager. And it was just something really to see. You know, talking about celebrities, everybody who goes to that restaurant is somebody. Right. And they, we would sit down at their pre-shift meetings and they would go through the reservations of the day. And, you know, you always check on who's your VIP. So these people, we want to make sure you get that this table, this table. There, they have a system and a hierarchy. And people oh, wow. have their own tables. And if they double book, they're like, okay, well, who trumps who? This person trumps that person. So they get this and then they have oh, to go wow. to their backup table. I mean, it went on forever. It was amazing to watch. I'd never experienced anything like that. That is wow. super cool. And I got to ride around to um, their other LA properties. Um, and, and the woman who was their regional director was an amazing mentor to me, even though I was there for a short time. Um, she showed me everything about how they run their hospitality in a surprisingly small company. You know, they're a worldwide company. There's only about 12 people that really run that company. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, wow. I was shocked. I was like, they have properties everywhere, but it's a small, tight-knit group, and they've all worked there for decades, and they just right. stayed with it. So it's like a well-oiled machine and almost military-esque. It was. Right? It was. And that was honestly, I mean, as successful as it is for them, it was something that didn't 
work for me personally because I just I have a tendency to get very personally involved in everything I do mm -hmm. and I like to have a creative force behind everything I do right. because I'm just that kind of person and as much as I really respected their company and I learned so much from their company I just I didn't really see a great future there for me because it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do now that they're going to transfer me to the Bahrain location and I'm going to run that? Like, no, I, I just, I just gotten married. I'm right. happy where I am. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of saw how they kind of plugged and played and, you know, I couldn't touch the cocktail menu and that's what killed me. That I was bet. something that I really bet. killed me. I like that was a no go. Their executive chef or their, their corporate chef, he had full control over the cocktails. I was like, I just want to, can I just, right. can I, and again, I have nothing but respect for them because they've earned it, but they have, you know, their clientele travels from four seasons to four seasons and they want that cocktail there and then they want the next one here. Right. And then, you know. So it's, it's precise, precision, proficient, yeah. efficient, don't get creative. <laughs> yeah. And again, like they do what they do so well and that's why who they are, you yeah. know, and that's why he caters the Academy Awards every year. I mean, it's a, it's a wow. really amazing company. It was just something that I, I didn't feel was a fit for me. And then I ended up going to manage a little bacon restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> that was bar, bar bacon. Yeah. Bar bacon, yeah. yeah. A little Hell's Kitchen eatery. Um, and it sounds exactly like what it is. It's It was a bar and all the food had bacon in it. It was awesome. a little <laughs> tourist trap. and um, But there, that was when I got the complete opposite. You know, They offered me the GM role there, which I was hesitant to take. Because I was like, ah, oh, do I want to? be more responsible for things right. right um i got to know them and it was so fun it was just I, there i had all creative control mm. i could design t-shirts for them i oh, could cool. make that's fun the drink menus i had a say in the food i got to i made desserts every once in a while just to serve mm -hmm. and it's kind of like working here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh it was it was exactly what i wanted and i and i loved it and unfortunately they just kind of fell on hard times and you know, we couldn't keep going, but Aww. it was a fun place to work while it lasted. Cool. Well, maybe somebody will do it again, resurrect it. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Anything with bacon is not a bad idea. No. no. Right. <laughs> so we'll take a quick break, get a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to get into some details on what's happening today at Social Roost in downtown St. Pete. We'll be right back. St. Pete is all about local, and this year we celebrate a local legend's 25th anniversary. Roland Oates Market and Cafe was founded in July of 94 by Bert Swain and Larry Schwartz. From the beginning, Roland Oates has made a commitment to provide St. Pete customers with the finest quality organic whole foods, nutritional supplements, and body care products at the most reasonable prices possible. And now they have a South Tampa location too. We go there for many items, but they are the only place that we go to buy our raw probiotics and other supplements. They have the best organic whole food selection in town, and on the flip side of that, they also offer a fantastic selection of wines and an unparalleled selection of local craft beer. Rollin' Oats has a cafe, Open Daily, which offers delicious sandwiches, burgers, soups, salads, bowls, wraps, entrees, and fresh-made smoothies, along with a variety of prepared and packaged take-home meals located in the market itself. Do you pride yourself with supporting local businesses? Well, put your money where your mouth is and get on into Rollin' Oats today. Rollin' Oats St. Pete is located at 2842 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street North. And in South Tampa, you'll find them at 1021 North McDill Avenue. Check them out on the web at rollinoats.com. 
That's R-O-L-L-I-N Oats.com. And Rollin' Oats offers online ordering with curbside pickup. Hey, Lori, have you ever been to Noble Crust? I have. What do you like there? Pork belly, pimento cheese, and fried green tomatoes are my favorite. Oh, yeah, I love that one, too. They actually call it the F-G-B-L-T. It's fried green tomatoes, pork belly glazed with a Tabasco honey sauce and pimento cheese. Mm-hmm. And it's the first item on the menu, so you can't miss it. And I think they should actually call it the OMG. Yeah, you've said that before. The chicken marsala is really good, too. It has chicken and chicken sausage, crimini mushrooms, and four cheese grits. It's so delicious. I love that they mix classics from the American Deep South and Italy. Noble Crust is famous for their fried chicken. I love it. Yeah, and the eggplant parmesan is out of this world. When we do a best eggplant parm list, it'll definitely be on there. Yes, it will. Speaking of lists, Noble Crust made six of them recently. Best Italian, Best Casual Dining, Best Pizza, Best Bloody Marys, Best Meatballs, and, believe it or not, Best Salads. Ooh, can I tell you another one of my favorite items? Yeah. The spaghetti and meatballs. It's oh, so good. Man, you're not kidding. You know what? They have a brunch on Saturdays and Sundays starting at 10.30, which I love. And the deviled eggs are to die for. Let's go to Noble Crust right now. I'm in. Let's do it. We are back! We are back! We are back with Max Blowers, the... GM and Beverage Director of Social Roost here in downtown St. Pete. And right before we get into Social Roost, Lori has a follow-up question. Yeah. So I, w- I was wondering, did you actually meet Wolfgang Puck? You know, what, how did that ha- happen over there? Uh, I did um, mm-hmm. a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they uh, uh, they keep him very busy. Mm-hmm. And I, that seeing him in the element, it's, it's really amazing to watch, actually, because, you know, somebody else is managing every aspect of his life clearly he there was like a team of assistants and so when they would come to town everything was by the calendar it was like okay we got good morning america now then we got the today show next and then we got to go do this this right. this, this and this he just has all his handlers telling him where, where to go yeah. when and then you see him kind of come in and he's like hello hello how is the food <laughs> good good excellent and then they would kind of just shoo him somewhere and then like okay now you're going to do a demo on the on the ribeye steak and i'm like how does he know what he's doing but he's done this for so long and then they kind of put him up he'd, he'd wait he'd get the lights on this and that and then the big smile and then suddenly he would just right there just cook like the right. perfect steak he knew exactly what he was doing he knew what our menu was you could ask him anything i'm like how does this man keep up with this i was <laughs> yeah. so impressed because like you, you could just put him anywhere and he would do exactly what needed to be done the right way in one take and it was Pretty so cool. impressive yeah um he's really yeah and i i saw that uh, was it Disney just recently did a documentary about him? I want to watch it. Oh, uh, oh wow. It's on their streaming platform. On, on um, Disney Plus? I think so. Okay, I, cool. I, if it isn't out, it has just come out. But um, I, I really want to watch it because he really has had an amazing career. And he yeah. shaped, you know, the celebrity food he really world. Did. And, totally. He really did. And, you know, he's, he's a celebrity around here for sure because he comes in town for HSN. Oh, and, that's right. And we yeah. saw him at Il Ritorno. Right, because he, he, he dines there. Because Quite a bit. the chef owner of Il Ritorno, David Benson, actually for worked for yeah. Wolfgang, Wolfgang uh, Puck at some point yep. in the past. Yeah, That's right. Oh, I got to make some calls and get him to the roost then. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Because he comes to St. Pete anyway. Yeah. yeah. So it shouldn't be too yeah. too hard. No pressure. <laughs> so, Social Roost, 
Yes. We have, like I mentioned earlier, we have had Robin, Jason, the owners, and we had Chef Susan Birdie on. So we have talked about the place and the food previously, but perhaps not everybody has heard those episodes. So it's funny when we first, you guys opened in between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hadn't yet talked. To, Rob used to be uh, Lori's neighbor. Years right. Back. Oh. But. But we talked to him more now that he owns a restaurant. <laughs> but so we hadn't talked to him at the time. And but we just hear that like, yeah, Rob and his partner opened a chicken restaurant. I'm like, chicken restaurant? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> but but it's what's really cool. It's it's chicken done several different ways. It's international dishes. Right. So from Asia, from Africa. It's very globally inspired. And it's uh, it, it's exactly that because you first hear like it's a chicken restaurant and it's like well yeah but it's 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 this it's poultry is kind of the the wavelength we ride on and um my you know my line is always you know when I ask I'm like you know these these guys have traveled the world they've been everywhere they they go to exotic lands all around the world and everywhere they go they say well we just get the chicken whatever it is (laughs) (laughs) oh we're in uh, morocco we got the chicken we're in korea we got the chicken i don't know if they've actually been there but (laughs) 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 but that's kind of the joke is like you know wherever they go they get the chicken so it's like well what if we brought all of these great chicken dishes chicken dishes onto one menu and really kind of explore it as a protein and and chef susan is so talented i i know you went into depth with her on her experience yeah. but what she's done ha- has really blown my mind and fun fact i knew her in new york we we, right. we crossed paths briefly <laughs> right yeah, and tell it, us about that yeah and it was through a um a mutual friend actually a good friend of mine who um is a drag queen. <laughs> Seems to be a, th- a theme it's running. It's a theme <laughs> in my just, life, just I guess. I just, I roll deep with drag queens. What can I say? <laughs> um, uh, but no, one of my good friends who's a drag queen, and he was just starting out. I mean, just uh, getting his his feet wet in, in, in drag, and there was this little terrible gay bar in my neighborhood. I lived in Queens. And it was just, it was so trashy. And <laughs> But this place really wanted to do a drag brunch, but they didn't serve food. They didn't have a kitchen. <laughs> so they hired Susan to do this, essentially like a pop-up kitchen once a week. Cool. And she put together a <laughs> darn good brunch menu, if I say so myself, because I've been through every <laughs> bad drag brunch I can think of in that city. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she did great. And she she put this together. I don't know. It didn't last long because that bar was crazy. Um, <laughs> but they stayed in touch over the years. And it just coincidentally in the time that I was moving, uh, she was opening the roost. And I guess she had put word out. And my friend saw and he was like, hey, you know, they're looking for you know bartenders and managers. Maybe it could work out. And I got right in contact. And I was like, "Don't I know you?" And it, it all worked out, and it's it's, it's so meant to be. It's yeah, so we were, absolutely. I think she said it too. It's like I feel like we were just meant to work together because mm-hmm. the relationship. It's just so refreshing working with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've worked with chef upon chef who just had ego big right big mm-hmm. you know and not the big names but just like kitchens can be so hard to work in and there's so many clashing egos and the fact that I can just walk into the kitchen here. And she'll be like, hey, what's up? What do you need? And I'm cool. like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. You're not going to yell at me. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, we just, we communicate very well yeah. and very professionally, but also, you know, 
we we respect each other's grounds and it's it's a it's a wonderful working relationship yeah so how do how do you work with with chef susan for coordinating things between like your responsibilities and hers in the kitchen um it's 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 pretty easy here um we again having having been able to open the restaurant (laughs) together that was laid out early on so you know with the with the drink menu you know i just ask her oh i you do we have these tiny flowers? I, you know, I want to use them for garnishes and mm-hmm. she'll procure for me and then I'll get, you know, cooking wines for them. Cool. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's very cohesive. Nice. So, yeah, so going back to, you know, when your friend was recommending you, mm-hmm. uh, Rob was telling us at the same time, like, he, he was, Susan was saying, oh, yeah, my friend knows this guy, Max. And he's like, oh, it's interesting because I'm DMing with this guy, Max, on Instagram right now. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, I trolled them for months. <laughs> well, because it kept coming to me. Like, you know, the whole process of moving down was, you know, just a, a big mess. And, you know, trying to be able to buy a house, find a car, get a job, you know, without really a plan of all any of that. Mm-hmm. Um this just kind of fell into my lap and another friend of mine who uh, actually my future brother-in-law uh also texted me completely separate he's like uh this place is opening up i think they need people let me know so it it just kept coming to me so i just hounded them online and you know you know squeaky wheel (laughs) i was like hey can i come in for an interview you're looking and it was uh, it it just worked out and now of course i realized that Rob's family grew up with my family in St. Pete and everybody knows each other. And his mom was my high school principal. And (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, okay. We're basically related at this point. (laughs) There's the uh, Aunt Penny connection too. Yes, Aunt Penny. My aunt was uh, their neighbor for a long time growing up. So my cousins grew up, they're approximately the same age as Rob. They all grew up together. And knew each other, and Funny. Rob's mom and my aunt went on their walks together every day. Oh, and I was like, "Oh my god, of course!" So funny, <laughs> but that's St. Pete, you know. It, it's it's Pete. a small town disguised right. as a big city, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you guys opened up at an interesting time. Yes. <laughs> so, and how are things? Tell, give us a rundown on how things were then and how they are now, and how it's evolved over the last seven months. Well. I guess one of the benefits of opening in the midst of the pandemic was that we could prepare for it. We could kind of build around it, essentially. Right. You, you know? didn't have to reinvent. You didn't have to adapt. Exactly. Right, right. Um, so, you know, everything from the spacing of the tables to how we were going to seat the bar, it, it all w- was done with that in mind. Um, and so we could, we could prepare for it. We, you know, we knew where we were going to put all of our hand sanitizers and how we were going to approach, you know, we had meetings of how we were going to run service and how we're going to seat people. And, um, so in a way it was beneficial to open when we did, but it was also, you know, it's a, it's a big gamble. You don't really Mm -hmm. know what you're going to get. And, um, thankfully, I mean, I feel like we just cracked the door and people flooded in. I I mean, right. we we really wanted to not make a big fanfare right away. You know, we just wanted to see what the response would be, how yeah. it would go. And you and did. You just basically unlocked oh, the yeah. door. Didn't we say unlocked anything. the door, and people are like, "You open? You open? Can we come in?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's been crazy ever since. <laughs> so it's it, it slowly we were able to relax. You know, as the CDC changed guidelines, so we were able to, you know, once everyone 
didn't have to wear masks. Oh, the, <laughs> the staff was happy about that. You know, that was that was a big one. But, um, you know, we really we took our time and followed the guidelines as they were given out to us. We didn't want to we didn't want to make it uncomfortable at any time. And we were very, uh, you know, we if people want to sit outside, we made sure they could reserve a table outside. If they want to sit inside, they could. You know, we we yeah. wanted we didn't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Right. Right. Yeah, you have a you have a good amount of space, sidewalk space for outside seating. Yeah, you do. And also, I'm I don't really know, but I'm guessing it seems like from how you guys are positioned, you don't get that direct sun. We do now, okay. only because now it's that midsummer overhead sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually just put in patio umbrellas for that. Oh, so good. now we've got five big umbrellas, um, and that's taking care of a lot of that. Um, but once we're uh, once is fall and winter. The, the sun is behind the building right and it is lovely yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is lovely out there that's nice yeah so you are the gm but you uh, initially came on to help with the uh beverage yeah yeah uh, and the drinks were already named <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun process in my in my initial interview um we sat down and uh you know, everything has a little touch of drama. I mean, my interview was in <laughs> Rob's design studio in like a boardroom with a single light shining down on me. And I'm like, this is interesting. I'm used to sitting in some cluttered office somewhere. You know, I'm like, this is very, very elaborate. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice office. I, I had a meeting with him in there too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they have. Uh, it, I mean, it looks like a, like a like a like a law and order glass boardroom and right. like it's very very dramatic space and that was what we're the first <laughs> no, interview not, not one of rob's spaces no, never ever <laughs> <laughs> um it was it was just like okay a little intimidating and then like there's these two guys at the other end of the table and we're you know, like asking me about you know everything i've done and if i can pull this off and um they basically needed a full beverage menu mm-hmm. um wine beer cocktails spirits and you know as somebody in the industry uh i that's a great opportunity that's it's anything you want if you're in a bar you know to have you know free reign to create a whole menu like mm-hmm. yeah obviously and i was like how long do i have and they're like about three weeks oh my god <laughs> and i was like ah Okay, I think I could do this. Um, I'm going to need to go to Total Wine. Um, <laughs> I'm going to need to make a few stops. I was like, are there any, you know, flavors or any particular things you want in this menu? How do you want to see it? Uh, and they described aesthetics, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, the bar we designed to look like a jewel box. We want it to look like a jewel box. And I was like, okay, I'll th- little gem colors. And I was really, mm-hmm. in, I was into the colors of everything. But otherwise, they're like, not really. You know, we like tequila. Um, right, right. <laughs> they love tequila and chicken. I was like, okay, <laughs> tequila. I can work with that. And then they slide a paper over to me. And it's like, but we want them all to be called these names. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and again, I was like, this is, you know, it's all about the, the aesthetic of it, which I, I loved because it's in the process of making cocktails. It's always the other way around. You're like, okay, we need, uh, you know, we need a cocktail for uh, spring break. Well, let's make a drink, taste it. Mm, what do you think this is? Okay, uh, it's a sunny spritz or whatever. You know, <laughs> you kind of name it after the fact. So this was more of a plug and play situation where I was like, okay, I have to make these drinks. And I had some ideas on my head. And then I would sip it and I'd be like, okay, now, and I'd have my mom and my sister over because those are my two like target audiences right there. Cool. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would have them come over 
and it'd be like one o'clock and i'm like you, can you taste this drink i'm uh, uh, not sure if it's good anymore <laughs> and, and, uh, you know i'd ask him I'm like okay now do you think this is more of a jet setter or do you think this is a socialite cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and they had these lists of names and uh there's still a bunch we haven't used um, oh really? There's still more. Yeah, I still have the original list somewhere. I have to well, find it. Let us know if you need help on those. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> well, because all the the you know the idea behind the names was we wanted again this social ruse. So it's it's social names. So they're all like people you would find at a party. You know, right. there's the socialite, the you know, totally the, the diplomat, the the goddess. Um, the goddess. That was one we named on the spot actually. Oh yeah. When we did the tasting, which let me tell you, speaking of drama, so. <laughs> So here I am, like a couple weeks in, and they are blindly trusting me with this menu. They have not tasted a thing I've made. They haven't seen anything I've done. They have just they're like, "How's it going?" I'm like, mm, "Great, great, really making progress." <laughs> and finally, it was like, "Okay, we need to taste some things. Right. Uh, why don't you come over to the house, and uh, we'll do a little tasting?" I was like, "Okay." And I'm thinking about it, like, "Oh my god, I've got to basically bring an entire bar over to your house and all these ingredients." And I I load up my truck and I go over there, and I, they, you know, they're so sweet, but me, I'm like sweating. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> so intimidating. And, you know, they have a big long counter. And at the end of the counter, they have seats where, you know, that's where they, the dining table essentially is at the end of this long counter. Mm -hmm. So they all sat around there. It was those two, uh, the chef, their son, and Rob's mom, mm -hmm. which is where at that moment I saw her and I was like, did you work at St. Pete High? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah. I was like, oh, you're my principal. As I'm about to serve her drinks awesome. and like you know make sure I get a job, <laughs> so it was it was such a weird setup, and I, I always tell people I felt like I was on like the last final episode of a Top Chef series, <laughs> <laughs> you know where they're like, uh, here just make a menu, make the best menu you've ever made right. and right. serve it to us. Yeah, and so I'm sitting there one by one making one drink, and I'd set it down in the middle of the table, and we'd all taste it, we'd all talk about it, we'd discuss. Cool. And I think it was, it was probably a four-hour process. I mean, it was one by one. We went down the line. That's cool. And thankfully, they 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 loved it, and we you know they had little notes. We changed some glassware, we changed some names just to you know fix it up. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a really cool experience. It sounds like a <laughs> it was time. very yeah. unique. Yeah. It was very unique. Yeah, we we we, we would volunteer for the next one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and speaking of glassware, it's not. This is not run of the mill glassware either. No, it is not. It is. I love the champagne flutes. They are awesome. The champagne flutes are amazing. Mm -hmm. um, they they and the the wine glasses that we have all come from a one collection, and they are Italian crystal. And they are not easy to come by, <laughs> and they're very breakable. Oh boy! Right. Um, and but they're so beautiful. They are and beautiful because they they bevel almost mm. like a triangle mm -hmm. opposite. So when you first get a glass of champagne, you're like, it's not even full, but <laughs> it's a trick of the eye. And yeah. um, but it really makes the drinks just look so beautiful. Yeah, totally. Let's let's talk about a couple of drinks and yeah. a couple of food items, and we want to mention brunch too. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> the best brunch menu in town, in my opinion. It is amazing. Thank you. It, it's, it really is amazing. So, yeah. So, yeah, Rob and Jason, they love their tequila. And the first three drinks have tequila. Nothing oh, wrong with that. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. That was, a, that was the highlight, what, definitely. What do you, Lori, what do you tend to... So, when you're home and when you're out, you drink vodka quite often. But 
not so much tequila at home, but I notice that when we go out, I love tequila, it, it looks yeah. like you're looking for tequila drinks. Yeah, I like tequila yeah. drinks. Yeah, all right. A lot. Might have to go social roost. Again. <laughs> There's so, never a shortage of twist <laughs> Yeah, so the socialite, that's uh, Corazon Reposado, Sparkling Rose, Hibiscus, and Burlesque Bitters. Ooh, sounds yeah. naughty. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> that um again, this menu uh is kind of the culmination of experience I've picked up from every job I've worked at. Um and the David Burke group we used to do uh one of their signature drinks was a champagne. It was a glass of champagne, but they put a hibiscus flower. They sunk a flower mm-hmm. into, the, into the bottom of it, so it turned it all red. Oh, cool. So I was like, I want to do like a fun tequila champagne cocktail, almost mm-hmm. essentially like a, a French 75, but with right. tequila. So it's playing with those flavors and um, the, the, burlesque, the burlesque bitters. There's a line of bitters, a company called Bitterman's, uh, and they do some fabulous bitters. I, I use uh, four different kinds from them because um, they're very artisanal and just so flavorful right um and the the burlesque it has these kind of like pink peppery uh uh like there's some juniper there's some hibiscus in the bitters um so it adds this like mysterious sweetness Mm -hmm. you know without being sweet right that's one thing i love about your drink menu is i haven't tasted anything that was overly sweet thank you yeah we uh, i I, I really worked hard to make sure everything's balanced. And so mm-hmm. it's not either way too sour, too sweet, too spicy. Right. Like in the case of the, uh, uh, our most popular drink, um, to, sorry to jump down the list. Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, the goddess, the yes. second one down on the list. It's my favorite. It is by far. It's awesome. That, that drink was my, uh, <laughs> was really the, my love hate relationship. It's an amazing you know, it's a popular drink. It mm-hmm. is our most popular. And it was a difficult one to just get right because um, I wanted it to be a little spicy, a little herby. So it's I use a, a 21 seeds. It's a cucumber jalapeno infused uh, tequila. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we use fresh cucumber, uh, cilantro, basil, uh, and a little elderflower, the St. Germain. Mm-hmm. And normally I would shy away from any pre-made flavored right spirit mm-hmm. um because it's like well i can just do that myself mm-hmm. and right. but i was finding i was trying to get this spicy element in and i couldn't balance it to, uh, if i used a fresh jalapeno if i made a syrup and you know you've ever been to a bar and you just had a jalapeno drink that was way too spicy and it burns on the way down kevin's gonna say like, no because <laughs> <laughs> he loves spicy right i just i wanted to make sure it was balanced and still approachable and then mm-hmm. it happened to one of my uh, spirits representatives brought this tequila and I was like, this is the answer. Cool. <laughs> you know, because it's actually a, a very good tequila. It's not artificially flavored. You know, it's, it just adds a little bit of heat. Cool. Um, but of course it went out of stock the second we opened. Oh no. Oh, no. Of course. And as everything, cause it was a great tequila shortage and now there's a wine shortage. And you know, I was that, I could not get that drink to just hit the right track because we were serving 50 a night. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll make a syrup of this. I'll do this and this. I did anything to keep that drink alive. I was, and wow. finally it came back in stock. But for a few weeks, we were just running to keep that thing going. Wow. Funny. Oh, yeah. And like, it's it's still going on. I mean, at, at this point, I, I tell a lot of my reps, I'm like, I just want, um, I need a cheap bubbles. I need a pink wine. I need a red cab because it's just constantly. I mean, still there's these shortages and, you know, chefs going through it in the kitchen. But, you know, 
every week I just pray that my orders come and something's right and mm-hmm. oh, maybe we'll get by this one. And right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's insane. still going on. Wow. Yeah. So not only creativity, but flying by the seat of your pants. Always. Yeah. I mean, that's the motto of the industry right there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had on Jacob Lindsay. We were talking about Altamari and mm-hmm. and how you know Chef Joshua Breen, his kitchen is about the size of a broom closet. <laughs> and what he he said, chefs figure it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. and everybody else in the in the restaurant too. Mm-hmm. Well, oh yeah, I mean it's it's it, there's always something. There's never the perfect restaurant. You know, there's always some, social roost. We don't have a back office. You right. know, we we if you see us there on our computers, it's because that's that's our office right. at right. the bar. Right. You know, we have two little storage closets, and that's it. Okay, so I want to do one more drink here. Okay. So. Lori normally she sees the menu. She starts scanning for tequila. <laughs> I start scanning for gin. Okay, the social butterfly. Ah, uh, yes. The Empress gin, chinola passion fruit, lemon, orange blossom. That's a fun one. That's it, that is what I lovingly refer to as my Instagram drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so what I did was. Again, going back to the theme of these jewel tones and the idea of this bar having all these little precious gems as the cocktails, I immediately thought of uh, the brand Empress Gin because the gin itself is this sort of bright bluish purple, right? Um, which is achieved. It's achieved by um, infusing the gin with um, dried pea blossoms. Um, oh wow! Which are beautiful, bright blue little tiny flowers, mm-hmm. um, and it's a, it's a trick that's been done in homemade infusions, and it's been used. But they, Empress is the first brand to successfully make a commercial product doing this. Cool. Um, and the fun of it is the the pea blossom reacts with different ingredients and will change color. Um, so I was like, this is up my alley. I want to play with this stuff because it, it it really is. It's fun to look at. So what uh, on the social butterfly, um, I use uh, a passion fruit liqueur, uh, some lemon juice, uh, a mixture of orange bitters and um, orange blossom water, just like a drop because that stuff goes a long way. But I wanted this kind of very floral note to the drink. Cool. I mix all that without the gin and we pour it in the bottom of a big bulb snuff uh, snifter. And so you have this bright yellow kind of passion fruit, almost a fancy lemonade, if you will, on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then we very carefully layer that blue Empress Gin on top. So you have this yellow with this light blue layer on top. And then we put some small edible uh, viola flowers on top. So it's very, it looks like a little terrarium almost. And uh, what we do is there's a little spiel at the table. If they haven't had it, first they have to take their pictures of it. Right. And they say, now before you take a sip, we ask that you give the glass a swirl. Right. And what happens is when that pea blossom reacts with any kind of citrus, it, the drink turns bright pink. Um, right. I remember that. Yeah, we did that. We did a before and after photo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you take, um, and, and you know, even if you had a bottle of that Empress, if you just mixed it with some lemonade, it would just make this like lavender-ish pink color. You can watch it happen. Um, so so as they swirl it, when you think this is going to turn green or something with the blue and the yellow, it turns pink. <laughs> so it's it's a fun interactive drink and delicious if i say so yes. myself yes. <laughs> and i just want to go back on the food for a moment uh we mentioned earlier you know all different types of international chicken dishes there are other items besides chicken mm-hmm. people should know so there's like short ribs there's uh there's a steak and some of those are 
my low-key favorite items. One of them, we just uh, recently added our shrimp and grits from brunch onto our dinner menu. I saw that. Because it was so widely praised at brunch that we just we were like, let's just put it on the dinner menu and serve it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, every yeah. every brunch I work, people pull me aside and they say, this is the best shrimp and grits we've ever had. And I'm like, ever? And they're like, ever. Um because what she does, you know, it's these cheesy grits with this red, this red Rojas sauce that mm-hmm. is just so good. So we just had to start serving it. I mean, one woman was almost in tears telling me how much she loved <laughs> it. And she was like booked her birthday dinner that that moment on the spot with me. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, it's not just chicken for sure. I mean, the right. braised short rib is melt in your mouth. Like it is so, so good. So. Yeah. There's beef, there's pork. So there, there are other things as well. Right. Oh, and by, before we get off of shrimp and grits, it is it went on our newly updated 2021 best shrimp and grits list. You guys are on oh, that. Yes, that's right. And that segues right into uh, you're also on our top 10 brunch oh, for 2021 list. Yeah. I'd, if we were ranking them, I would rank number one. Oh, it is by, no, by far the most inventive brunch menu that I have seen anywhere. Right. I don't typically really like brunch. I don't like going to brunch because I just think it's boring and it's all the same stuff. And I just order a bacon and eggs, you know, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then I saw this menu. I'm like, oh my God, there's like 10 things I want on this menu. It's, it's such a unique menu and it's very different from our dinner menu. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a very exclusive menu to the restaurant um, that they put a lot of work into. And it's, um, it's brunch is a fun time, you know, and mm-hmm. we've really tried to curate this kind of unique experience on brunch because first of all, like, you know, when we opened, it was, you know, we opened for dinner, then we put in the lunch and then, you know, a couple months down, it's like, okay, now we got to do brunch. Mm-hmm. And, you know, rallying the staff, first of all, to get excited about uh, an extra shift that, uh, <laughs> at the end of the weekend, you know, it can be difficult. And of course, my job is to make it all work. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, we're going to have fun. And I went and got a dozen donuts and I was blasting Donna Summer. And I was like, we're, de- <laughs> we're doing disco brunch. And and we just all like let loose and we had fun because it's, you know, brunch is hard work, too. You're slinging eggs. Oh, yeah. You know, it is. And everyone comes at once and everybody's hungry and hungover and they want their eggs a certain way and it better be that way. And, mm-hmm. you know, it can be a hard shift to work. So I try to make it as fun as possible. And it it then became its own monster after that. Then well, we started do doing drag Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so is it every Sunday? Or? We do it every, uh, uh, monthly, every okay. third Sunday. Got it. Um, just we didn't plan it to be that way but the first one we did happened to be the third sunday and on the spot when the the, our our wonderful host iman who's an incredible drag performer Mm -hmm. she said and we'll see you next month same time we're like okay well we're gonna make this a monthly thing (laughs) (laughs) Uh, third sunday it is um and i love when things happen organically like that yeah Yeah, because you know we we were trying to figure it out and we're like oh let's just screw it well let's do it and um those are a lot of fun and it because it took this idea of what our our stupid little disco brunch that i just invented for Mm -hmm. fun to keep the staff happy it then became the theme every every time and it's gotten more elaborate and like i said i cannot sing the praises of iman enough um and we stumbled upon her when we did this event for the chamber of commerce they were taking business leaders around to LGBT owned uh, businesses. Um, and we were on the tour and uh, they brought in two uh, trans performers to perform. And we saw her and just fell in love. 
and uh, me and the boys were like, can can you come back? Can we can we keep you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. We're going to have to make it for one of those. And yeah. uh, and and she she um is just incredibly professional. She has she's a sort of mother hen, you know, in the drag world there's always like kind of the drag mom. And mm-hmm. She truly is that. I mean, all I have to tell her is, okay, it's this day. Um I want three girls uh at this time and this time. She comes at 8 in the morning, sets up all of her own sound wow. equipment, sets up everything. We get them a hotel room next door. Then they, she goes, gets ready, comes down, performs the house down, and then breaks it all down. I mean, she has an incredible work ethic, and it shows, and it's a fun time. And it books up now almost the month out. Wow. Because people who are there are like, I'm coming next one. And the people who aren't there who see it on Instagram call, and they're like, well, we're coming to the next one. Right. <laughs> wow. So every month, it uh, it's almost a month out now, it books up. What time wow. does the show start? So we do... Uh, I know brunch is at 10. Right? Brunch starts at 10. 10. So we, we do normal brunch seating. You know, it's still fun, but um, the, the show starts at noon. Okay. Um, so there's a, you know, there's a 10 o'clock seating, because we do get a lot of early brunch crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to still get them in and you know have a fun experience and then 12 is when we start the show and then it goes till about 1 30 ish and then we kind of wrap up you know mm-hmm. near you know, we close at three on sunday right so right it just kind of lingers on after that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we want to mention a couple of brunch items so there are some you know if you want your standard stuff that you find at brunch you will find it here but then there are some things that you don't find anywhere else that we know of like shakshuka Right, oh. right. We made that at home before, <laughs> yeah. but I went, they have shakshuka on the menu. Like I said that to Kevin. It's crazy. <laughs> and the, uh, the andouille sausage is oh, so freaking unbelievable. Oh, my God. I mean, I know you guys bring it in. Susan told me. And, yeah. And I'm, right away, I'm looking at my phone. Okay, I got to order some. And basically, they don't really do consumer sales. It's, it's business. Right. So I'd have to order like cases, which maybe I'll do That's anyway. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Susan can hook you up. Honey. Yeah. And the the... Uh, breaky board is so great for right. like you have a big group of you and you just want to sit there and munch on stuff. Exactly. And, yeah. The idea the idea behind that is um, uh, in Spain they do a similar type of thing. Again, inspired by their travel, they were traveling. The boys were in um, in Spain, and they went to some restaurant for breakfast, and they just had this board, this brekkie board of just kind of breakfast items. So it's like a charcuterie. But yeah. for, for breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's got yeah. sweet and savory items on yeah, it. Yeah. It was a big old loaf of this banana blueberry uh, bread. Oh, it's yeah. just so good. Yeah. And there's uh, deviled eggs. And that um, yogurt, that lime yogurt. Oh, mm. that lime yogurt. So good. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> so, Social Roost is on First Avenue North. That's on the ground floor of the one building. The exact address is 150 First Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. The website is eat at socialroost.com and there is a review on stpetersburgfoodies.com where you can read about and drool over some food porn mm-hmm. <laughs> and what you should definitely do is get yourself into into social roost yes max flowers thank you yes, so much thanks max absolutely it was, it was a pleasure yeah. we'll be right back where can you find the freshest fish in st pete well you can't get fresher than caught that day that's what you'll find at trophy fish The Day Boat Special includes the fresh catch of the day, cooked how you want it, with your choice of two sides and a house-made sauce. They also have some incredible appetizers, like grilled street corn that's like crack, that stuff's so good, incredible grilled oysters, 
fresh fish spread, and much more. You will also find some options for the land lovers out there. All of this set in a setting that makes you feel serene and relaxed with your toes in the sand like a day at the beach. They like to call their concept Bait Shop Chic. So head on down to Trophy Fish where you can grab a boat drink from their full bar and fill your tummy with the freshest catch around. Trophy Fish is located at 2060 Central Avenue in the Grand Central District. They are open Wednesday through Friday at 5 p.m., Saturday and Sunday at 12 to 3 for brunch and at 5 for dinner. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. So we recently had a weekend full of St. Pete meat and provisions. We did. So I've been having fun with the new grill at your house. Mm -hmm. And Saturday, we made Juicy Lucy Burgers, which I discovered from Food Network magazine. Right. And we got the ground beef freshly ground that day from St. Pete Meat. I actually saw him grinding it right in front of me. That's so cool. Yeah. It's absolutely delicious. You made some fresh French fries that you cut from potatoes. I did. Did them in the air fryer. Mm Mm-hmm. Next time I say it's frying oil. <laughs> and then Sunday breakfast, we had duck eggs and bacon, mm-hmm. also from St. Pete Meat and Provisions. And we've had them before. I mean, we have the bacon almost every Sunday. It's kind of like a ritual. And their bacon is 10 times better than what you get in a normal grocery store. And it's the same price. Right. So check that out. And the duck eggs, we had one of them was like huge. It was monstrous. Yeah. And they're really delicious. And then Sunday dinner... We did grilled chicken thighs with marinated tomatoes and onions. And that recipe was from Food and Wine magazine. And one of the things that made it so awesome is previously, a few weeks earlier, we did uh, a garlic soup. Mm -hmm. And we took a ton of garlic and put it in extra virgin olive oil and confit it in the oven Mm -hmm. for the garlic soup. But then we saved that oil and I forgot all about it. And you're like, oh, shouldn't we do something with this oil? I was like... Yes, we should. Mm-hmm. And that was freaking amazing. And, oh, yeah, I didn't tell you. I used the good olive oil for that, too. <laughs> the stuff from Italy. You should have. Yeah. So, and then we also did, uh, so grilled some corn on the cob. Did You did a medley of shiitake mushrooms, tricolored peppers, and asparagus, one mm-hmm. of your specialties. And St. Pete Meat and Provisions, that's just a few things they have. They specialize in whole animal butchery, which allows them to offer all kinds of cuts while utilizing pretty much the entire animal. And they cut and dry age their steaks in-house. They have beef, poultry, pork, house-made sausages, bison, lamb, veal. There's also cheese and charcuterie. We mentioned the eggs. They have dressings, sauces, marinades, and they keep adding more stuff. Every time I go in there, there's more new things. <laughs> right. You know, they have pickles, crackers. There's cookbooks, sauces, charcoal. 
And St. Pete Meat and Provisions is located at 449 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open Monday through Saturday, 1030 a.m. to 7 p.m. And on Sunday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And the website is stpetemeat.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Chris Walker. We have some new reviews on the website. Two of the best Italian restaurants to open this year in St. Pete are Sauvignon Wine Locker and American Trattoria in downtown St. Pete and Matteo Trattoria and Pizzeria in the Grand Central District. These are two that you have to put on your must-go-to list. And we have a newly updated review of Sauvignon where we added some more items. Get the spaghetti chitara there. And we have a new review of Matteo and get the Amatriciana there. It's life-changing. And we also have another new third review of an old standby with a great laid-back vibe in the Grand Central District. That would be Hawthorne Bottle Shop. It's nothing fancy, but there's great inventive food items that are delicious, and it's a friendly, relaxed feel. And you'll find all of that and a side of extra virgin olive oil at stpetersburgfoodies.com. And speaking of Matteo Trattoria, next week on the show, we will be talking to the GM and partner at Matteo, Joel Sanchez. If you want to get in touch, drop us an email at info at stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guest, Max Blowers. And thanks to our sponsors. St. Pete Meat and Provisions. Trophy Fish. Dats. Rolling Oats. The Zest Podcast. Noble Crust. Booyah Ramen. And and Engine engine Number number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef, and our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show, and remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. It's grilled cheese time, yeah, it's time for grilled cheese. After we make a grilled cheese, then we're eating grilled cheese because it's time. Yeah, time for grilled cheese.